best part of the podcast is if I ever walk away, Tasha gets super worried because like conversation stops. I just don't have that. Dave is really good at like nonstop talking, including oh. interrupting people. That's he why just we're like best friends. he's one of those motor mouth <laughs> people that like never lets there be one second of air in any conversation. And I. I'm just not that way. I like I like to listen. I like to lean back. But it's like, live I'm not air. afraid of of silence. I am like you know fighting I mean? myself from cutting her off. That's like <laughs> that's why we're two of the same. Plus <laughs> live air. Like you need you need to say something and hope that a point of view comes across before you're done. Do I got some of my teeth? Yeah. There we go. Anyway, let's get the party started. The Sex Actually podcast, aka this app. It's your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Corney. Hello. And Michael Alborici. Hello. And his better half, <laughs> Elaine. Are we doing last names or just Elaine? Elaine is fine. <laughs> Elaine is fine. Thank oh, you for joining man. us, Elaine. The best part of this podcast so far was me watching you mother him before we got started. <laughs> You're like, bro, don't put your you need a napkin. You got dust on your fingers. <laughs> Mike, what Mike, what what did we do before we had ladies to tell us what to do? You just fumbled along in life, not realizing the impact that you have on everyone else. No, we just masturbated a lot. That's that about it. Bro, we, we, we got along. We're both in our mid-30s at different stages but of our lives. sometimes I wonder how you got here. We were fine. <laughs> we were perfectly fine before ladies came along. Yeah, we had a cum rag underneath the Ew, bed. We disgusting. forgot about from the early really? 90s. We had things, yeah, you know, you forget, you know, you have shit in your teeth once in a while, but like, you're fine. You survive. Now, you guys, three years into your relationship, yes. is that right? Is that what I heard on stage? Three and some change. Three and change. Yeah. How does that feel, Lane? Seems it's long and short at the same time. <laughs> it goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You blink and you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. It's funny because um, before I was just thinking uh, after our first date, I think he did a podcast. And he met, he said he mentioned me, and I was yeah. like, "Where is this podcast? I need to know what he said about me." Yeah, <laughs> and he talked about our first date. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were like yeah. a little bit nervous, like you wanted to talk about it, but you were like, "I I know she's gonna listen." to You want to know <laughs> a funny story, Tasha? Just for you, no, but for, for both of you, uh, I okay. So on our second date, she I, I didn't feel like she was feeling me attracted to me. Right. Long story short. She, I made promises with her to meet up with her that night, but I blew her off. And I was why'd you do that? Because I didn't think she was feeling me. Okay, so I blew it's her because, off. It's because I didn't kiss him. I didn't kiss him back on the first two dates. Wow. Well, that's like standard rule, I think. Is it though? Yeah, I feel like oh, you can God. wait. God, let's go off on this branch. And so, like date three, I don't know. Some people, I, I personally love to take it slow. I think that's like the best oh, way to build a foundation. Boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we got two East Coast studs <laughs> with a couple of floozy prudes over here. <laughs> <laughs> let's do with this shit. Suck a more. dick. Start the party. No. Let's go. I oh, like my. to take it slow, and I think it's perfect, perfectly reasonable to wait until date three to kiss somebody for the I, first time. I, it's funny because. Because on our first date, it was it was I had a good time. Um, we went to two different places. I think that alone it says <laughs> that's a at least a C where, plus. Where did you date. go? Where did you go? We went to we met at um, Rush, Rush Street in yeah. Culver City, downtown Culver City, and okay. we went to Public House across the street. Wow, you, know? you yeah. crossed the street. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. but here's the thing: I I walk her up to the parking lot, uh, you know, t- where she was parked and everything, and I thought it would just be a no brainer, like. I, I've been dating for over a year. The kiss. I, the like, kiss is an no yeah, This is coming. Who doesn't want yeah. Mike Alborici? This from is literally like ordering from Amazon. Yeah. Like I'm guaranteed <laughs> prime a, a makeout sesh right now. <laughs> like clockwork, tick, tock, tick. Anyway, 
And then I go in for the kiss, and uh, I get like uh, a defensive kiss, if you would. Like her lips were more pushing me away <laughs> somehow. Like you know, her lips were bouncers. Yeah, like <laughs> like keeping you, you from the bar. Yeah, like yeah, they extended, yeah, they extended outward. Like fuck no, not today. Yeah, like and, a very firm lip. Yes, like yeah. a yes, very tight not, lip. Yes, she just turned like it. a like a goalie just with a winning shot. She's she trying was, to block it. No, it was such a mind fuck because it's like oh, kissing beautiful woman. All of a sudden, this is like how your grandmother kisses you. Like, yeah, like weird. dry. Yeah. <laughs> Very unpassionate. <laughs> and so you automatically, as a man, put that together in your head as of, you know, you when you're dating for a while. I was pretty much a veteran. I had a few purple hearts at that point. You know? So you wanted, like, young Rose from Titanic, but you got old Rose from Titanic. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you got that old lady kiss. Uh, well, hard yeah, the, hard exactly. <laughs> but that just means that you were, like, misreading the signals. Like, she was yes. wanting to give it, like, a little bit yeah. more time, play it yeah. a little more cautious, and you just, like, went in there willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. I, I thought I was... Feel obviously she was feeling me to some level, right? Oh, yeah, Elaine, did you did you think he was a player? Is that why you didn't want the kiss? No, it wasn't that. It's just I I wanted to get to know him better, and I'm not gonna look. You, you saw the sur- you <laughs> saw away. surface Michael Alborici. That's all you're gonna get. Mm. <laughs> surface Michael Alborici is the best Michael Alborici. <laughs> That's no, that's really nice that you wanted to get him to know him better, and yeah. that's a, that's the a crazy struggle that men have is like we we have like a lot of signs that like yeah where I think men are used to you know working their different ma- maneuvers and then it working and sometimes it doesn't and you think oh this girl literally thinks I'm despicable and in the end it's like no 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 she actually liked me she was just like not ready for that next step or whatever yeah, yeah. you want to make sure there's more there before you like invest your time and energy and your body you know like yeah. you you want to make sure we're actually compatible. Mm-hmm. There, we've got some stuff in common. We ha- we see a future. Sure. But guys, I think, are just horny. Yeah. 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 Tasha yeah. gave me double chin uh, no <laughs> when I tried to kiss her. Where I tried to kiss her, she goes, she like literally ma- she, yeah, she did matrix like I'm gonna skip reaches yeah. <laughs> bro there's no more humbling thing than to know like one of us I either have to like pull back or she you know what I mean and like yeah and then I was like oh that was the weirdest thing of my life but also like <laughs> Every everything in my checkbook was ready for that kiss. Like men don't willy nilly throw a first kiss out. We go. There's like at least twelve things that need to go right for that kiss. <laughs> we watched the sunset on the roof. It was raining outside. I walked her to the car. The window. All these things had to happen, and then I'm still getting rejected. Like at no point was what? I getting rejected to that point. How and for long you, you're were on, you dating in L.A.? That was four that's years a in. Quite a, <laughs> that's an, that is quite an extensive list from no, the list I had. No, ours I was, take you out to Applebee's and you give me. <laughs> At least a hand job. That's the two check marks. Yeah, we beyond did two that. for twenty-two. We did the full entrees. What do you need? No, so so yeah. So uh, that's a pretty big list. So did you go in for the kiss and you just were rejected? You got the grandma kiss. And got that was the grandma it? kiss. But here's the thing. So the 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 funny thing about all this, and I think it could be a maybe a good lesson for the listeners out there, is to ha- on how to maybe just be yourself and stop when you're playing this dating game and everything. Uh, I promised her on a second date. You know. I had fun again, had fun talking, but then I went in for the kiss again. It was even same worse. Thing. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> not the same thing. Second date? What? You're not into me. Or you're a lesbian. That's whatever. Yeah, what is know? it, the 30s? What are we, is this yeah. like World like, War Do II I got to meet your dad before I <laughs> yeah. kiss you? you 
Jesus, kind of, it's all, we're already interracial. It's not going to work. <laughs> we got a ghost somewhere where nobody knows us now because I'm in love with a Filipina. That's right. Yeah. But no, Philly thank God. And Filipina. I love the two. <laughs> Filipina. Yeah. So, no. So, listen. So, you know, she, we, we go on the second date and she doesn't, she does the same thing. And then, I, but here's the thing. I, I've been playing so many games at that point. I mean... I remember even having podcasts with you that you get you get turned a little evil, you know. I was just like, "Oh yeah, sure." We're she said she said to me like, "We're gonna meet up, you know, tonight, you know, get some drinks." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds great. Let's do that. I want to, you know, hit you up." And I knew as soon as I was saying it that I'm not gonna do that. Really? Yes, absolutely. It's gonna. Be, I already had another thing going with somebody else. Wait. So what did you said? Yes. Were you just gonna like ghost her? Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. You're villainous shit. Villainous. Man. Villainous shit. Yeah. Yeah. But and with, without even he... without even an issue, almost like a fuck you. Like I was kind of like, um, God damn it! I gave you no lie. At that point, you become a kind of a a little. I would I would say a little weird and evil at the same time like when you're single for a long time you i don't know what it, the psychology behind it's like it. a jaded sort of thing a psychologist should have a field day with things like that you know like when just dating on tinder and getting you know or okay cupid well because you you're riding a roller coaster when you're doing oh a bunch God, of first but the dates. roller coaster keeps on like having the fucking terrifying fall <laughs> there's no there's no breaks yeah and so like you get become the point where it's not a big deal either because of the swipe right mentality swipe left mentality where if this doesn't work out i will and i live in los angeles we don't even live in like where I might like see you again, like St. Louis Obispo or something. No, we live in L.A. I'll never see you again. Yeah. yeah. So it's no big deal. But the, here's the problem is that there's no set standard. Like, uh, so like we have this checklist of things we think we need for like a girl to be into us that we're like we're going through in our head because men, I mean, we're trying to minimize casualties. We're trying to minimize how embarrassed we can look. We don't want to kiss you on a public street and get the double chin. Like we're, ah. we want, we're thinking everything's going to be like the dude at the end of the war all kissing the nurse in the middle we think it's always going to be that way but like chicks like some some chicks will blow you without buying her dinner so everyone's oh got a different gosh. standard so then when you're like oh i i did dinner i walked her i held her hand i looked i did all the things why wouldn't she kiss me and then you know Susie over here is blowing you with an espresso machine the first night on a tinder date it's just you don't know it's point bad. is date Susie's. obviously <laughs> hey Susie, how are no the thing but it's just <laughs> and it's like and it's not slut shaming it's everyone's at a different place so it's like you need to be able to read the other person but also know if you like them to give them the benefit of the doubt to take it slow but but also a lot of times in your case, Michael, a lot of times the chick's just not into you. Sure. And, and, but it doesn't mean you Absolutely. did anything wrong, Elaine. I'm pointing at both of you like I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah. You're right. It doesn't mean she did anything wrong. It's yeah. just, but what, what women what women do, and again, people with, that talk about gender equality, they get so mad at this. Women set the standard for how their relationship's going to go. If a woman takes it slow and the guy still pursues her, I think the relationship could actually go longer. Yeah, again, it's almost like you're holding, like I'm holding this to a high standard and I want, or like a high bar and I want you to meet that bar. Like, let's see how high you can jump. 
You know and what I mean? Natasha, like, like, if you're willing did... to go the extra mile for somebody, then, like, your relationship has a higher chance mm-hmm. of long-term success. And Ta- Tasha set the standard high. She didn't... We didn't go slow. We went slow on the kiss, but we then... We then... We did that, like, that, like, matchbox car mode where you put it on that speed track and it starts doing <laughs> flips. We, we fucking... We were... Because we were friends first and this and that. So, like, whenever we were, like, party on, but we partied on. you can't, like, just skim over that foundation of friendship that we built, which I think was really important because I knew who you were as a person. I knew you were a good person. That's what I wanted you to think. Was it like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've had to say this before, but like, was it weird getting over that friendship? Yeah, it was. It she, was super weird. Because you, so you actually did have him in the friend zone. Totally. Well, but yeah, but, I was prepared for my, him to live like, there forever. Dave, so you were like the one percent that gets to wiggle out back of the in, friend zone, wiggle out yeah. of it. But to my credit, I was only in LA for like three or m- months or so before we started like canoodling, and uh, and then you know we 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 crossed that threshold, and then the, and then as I've said, I don't do this like bit, but like, I used to do a bit where like we we hooked up, and then she looked at me and said that didn't happen. And I said, wow. I've already texted all of my friends. Ah. I shot them all emojis. Ah. Champagne bottle pop. We did it. But it was hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, that's funny. But then I had that moment. I but then I, but then I had that moment afterwards where like I texted her later on that day to be like, I hope you're hope we're cool. Like I'd love to hang out more. And like just this reassure. And I think you talked to your friend Cherub to like. And I think you told me. And correct me if I'm wrong. That you were like. I think I think you were happy that you got the reassurance from me that I wasn't just trying to like conquer. A situation. No, I, I didn't think that of you. I just thought that, like, you can't put that back in the box. Ah, you know what I mean? Know. Like, oh, yeah. we were friends and, like, everything was cool, but I don't know if we can go back to normal after that. I have to ask. Was, yes, it was, was good. It, it was? I mean, I think I was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> no, because, like, seriously, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Like, well, we weren't, like, like tradition. Like, having, being with somebody... That I considered a friend. Well, I'll say this: we weren't. I don't think we were traditional friends. I think. I think if you reverse engineer it, we were. We were very slow into getting into our relationship. But like the things we did did escalate. I mean, like, look. Yeah. You the, could, when you moved to LA that second time, and we were hanging out, that was the first time we were both single. When we were friends and getting to know each other, we were both dating other people. So like, it was really easy for us to build that foundation of friendship, knowing that there wasn't any sort of like sexual tension or pressure between us. You know, well, there had to be some sexual tension. No, it was just but actually, yeah, platonic. Tasha's right. I mean, like, I, I I found her beautiful and like super sexy, but I was already like heartbroken and different things going on. Oh, really? And then and then I lived in New York, and then that's when I was slinging dick, not taking <laughs> names. You know what I mean? Like I was living in New York, being Wait like, a minute. so you when you had that first go around together, Dave, you didn't look at Tasha in any kind of way, like as like. Uh, wow, that'd be nice kind of thing. I came to this house, right? I was heartbroken. I was like, I was, I was, I had a whole nother thing going on and I was lonely. I was super depressed. I moved to LA by myself. I was lonely. I didn't have much work. And then we went for, a, we we're going to go for a hike or whatever. Sure. I show up here and I know, I knew Tasha from New York where she was probably, you were probably like 25 pounds lighter in New York. You were like I was, a lot. I was fifteen to twenty pounds think, lighter at a point. At but, a point. But I knew you as like the high fashion Tasha, who was like pretty thin and like beautiful, or whatever. And then and then I come here, and she's got biker shorts on with an ass. Ah. And I go, <laughs> what? 
is that? <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> and then we go on a hike, and Tasha's sister was in town, uh, Chelsea. And then uh, Tasha's sister, I think Tasha's, this is years ago, but this is seven or eight years ago, before we, a couple years before we dated. Tasha's sister was like, what are you doing? Are you done with anything with Dave? And Tasha was like, no. I think your sister was like, well, I'll give her my number. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, we stayed friends. I moved back to New York and then we kind of flirted from this distance. But honestly, a couple months before I moved to LA, Tasha visited New York, not to see me or whatever, but we hung out. And I'm telling you, and again, I'm telling you, I could tell she wasn't with whatever hold up she had before. She was like single and like we hugged when we left each other. And it was like, oh shit. Fast forward eight months later, and I find out last minute I'm moving to LA. First day I get back to LA, it's a Sunday. Uh, football season just started or like it's like October 1st or something it's like the beginning of the you know whatever and I see I see I, I go hang out with Tasha she's got all these other dudes that are all friends with her we're all hanging out watching football together and I just like stayed in touch and we hung out a lot and then eventually I was like I'm not gonna let some other guy start dating you like that's weird to me I'm not like I we need to see where this goes before I become the cuck that is like <laughs> that is like filling your friend zone time while some other guy's doing the nighttime thing. Oh god. And that's just what it is. And a lot of times and I tell people this, a lot of times you have to be a you have to be ready and again, I'm sorry for the the like loyal listeners that might have heard have this heard story. story 10,000 times. But then for the new people, you have to be ready to walk away. It's like if, it's like you have to be ready to walk away and not look bad. But also you have to spell it out. And like that was sort of the thing is like Dave and I came from a place where we were just friends, right? So I had a I had a boyfriend, so the you know, he came to your show, you had a girlfriend, like we we were just friends and then there wasn't any of that pressure there. So then when we were hanging out when we were both single, there was still no pressure. It was like we were still in that friend zone place and we never had that conversation like I'm into you you know so it was like it took him sort of uh deciding that like you called it out you said we were on a hike and I was like talking about some other dudes or something ah, no and yeah you yeah remember I was saying guys yeah him. because I had kind of been that's like a, casually so dating like you, bro, were, you were bro, deep in that bro, friend and, no, yeah. I, 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 first of all I was seeing other right women so don't I'm not gonna make this story out to be like I was like well when's my like I was batter up when's my turn <laughs> no 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 like I was doing my things <laughs> So I don't think this is, but but he he got really upset because I was like, man, I'm just so over this like dating. I'll tell you what thing. it was. I'll tell you what it was. I, I was like, I'm only dating guys who are over fifty. That was That's it. That's what I said. That was it. I said I'm so tired of all these like young idiots that are just giving me the runaround and like just you know because guys in LA are immature. Yes, they are. They are like the <laughs> slowest maturing bunch. But do you out know what? There. I, do you know what I did? Do you guys know what I did when she told me that? What'd I you? climbed a fucking tree. I just climbed up into a tree. That's what I did, right? Do you remember this? Yeah, I did. I climbed into a tree. What? Yeah, I just was like, fuck it. And I just climbed. No, it wasn't like protesting. Like, I'm going up here. And I, can- <laughs> I think we both climbed a tree together. And then I, but but I also had this moment where I was like, I could push her. But I was ah. also like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I, that, that didn't sit well with me. That like, you think because you've been fucked up from past relationships that you need to date a 50 year old. Like, that's really your solution. Like, you, like, it's a really. Yeah, it, it's a pretty decent solution for any single girls out there who are tired of getting the runaround. Let me tell you, older is better. Oh, oh yeah, because gosh. I'm sure, I'm sure 50 year olds really have their shit My together. My sister dates a guy that's 25 years older than her and she's well taken care of. Yeah. Shout out like, to Stephanie Collins if you ever see this. <laughs> Love you. My half sister. Elaine, I'm sorry to make this all about us. Have That's you dated funny. older guys? 
No. No? No. It just seems like sleazy. Like, if the dude's older, he's what does he want from you? You know what I mean? Like, you think he's really going to, like, settle? You're going to be the one that His gets dick doesn't then? work, though. Yeah. He's got old... That's got to count for something. Yeah. <laughs> More well, nights that, off. You know, that's, that's the problem. So it's... Well, that's not even a problem. It's actually an interesting business, you know? You get a young girl that has a sugar daddy, and then she gets money from him, and then she gets good sex from somebody else. And then she comes back to him. That's a pretty good circle. Which in, in its in its in its thought would work well. Like you could have someone who takes care of you and then someone who gives you that good dick. But like in practice, I don't think we're all you know, some people some people are able to make that work where like you can like differentiate between like who's providing you your sexual needs versus your companionship. But I think in most cases... But why cases, not both? Yeah, why couldn't exactly. that person be both? Because yeah. you want a fucking old guy. <laughs> and I, you got this dude. No, we're, talking, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about there's people, women that do date those older men, basically. Yeah. It's like they're, and it's making, like, they're making a trade-off. But sometimes sure. I'm just people, saying like 30 is the new 20. Uh, 50 is the new 40. You know what I mean? Like we're in LA, so people are generally in shape. Yeah, yeah you know, that is I, true. That is true. And in LA, in the, it, women have to worry about men kind of like going after the younger thing, you know, like, like going trading after, in the new model. Uh, yeah, I know, like Tasha, I know, like you've kind of been like wanting to know you. You've you've wanted to know that I've got like you in my heart and like we're good and like set for life. You know what I mean? Like, would you say that that's kind of like a priority to just? just well, I think like financially, my business is built on young people, and so there is like an expiration date. On me, you know what I mean. There's, I'm gonna get to a point where like I can't keep my weight down, or like I have too many wrinkles, or whatever, and I'm just not gonna be as bookable, except for paper towel commercials, as I, you know, I am right now. And so and then I'm, we'll see where I'm the relationship like, goes Dave, after that. Like, I'm ready to retire. I'm really ready to like, quit paying the bills, and you can pay them. <laughs> Whereas Michael, we had like. Here, here's what's interesting. So, Elaine, you've you got like a traditional job, right? Are you yeah. accounting or I'm finance? HR. HR. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, so like you've got a traditional job, and in, in most in most traditional jobs, you slowly make more money as your career goes, and there's a process, and it's totally like set up so that you can retire at a certain age. What we struggle with is the fact that stand up a lot of times until you're like, oh my gosh, who the fuck is this guy? Cool. You're nothing. Yeah. And people, and you know what's interesting? Like, and, and by the way, today's mimosa show that we had was our best yet. So much fun. It uh, was really yeah. fun. We had, it was a really great, good show. I love great that we had 22 everybody. minutes without even mentioning it. Michael, Michael headlined it. You closed it out. We had, closed Ra- it out. We had Raquel Pomplin, right? We had uh, Playmate of the Year, past guest. We had Leo Dottavio, who was uh, last week's guest, uh, do, a, do a set. Channing Apodaca, he's been on the show just as much as you have. And then uh, Darren Capozzi, uh, who am I forgetting? Jenny Zagrino was on our show years ago that one guy looks like aquaman and then yeah, and that, leo. that's leo oh my God. dude was on bachelorette dude like yeah fucking, and he brought people people came they were in town from michigan and they came to the show he had like legit fans that were in town that's and then amazing. raquel had like her group of fans and it's it's just cool to see raquel's fans that one fan had the best laugh yeah, that Did she, she not? I didn't catch her name, you know but she had the about? greatest laugh. Somebody was standing Somebody's out. Somebody's laugh yeah. that laugh went. was like, yeah, it you was, know what? We'll, it was like a ha yeah. <laughs> a very high pitch, yeah. really loud laugh. God. But the thing Those is, the it's like we and, and again, Mike, I told you this after the show. Like we're we're at the place where we get to see, we get to like see each other grow as comedians, but also you know you don't you know you you know you might go six months or a year without seeing someone set. Sure. So when we perform in front of a hot audience, it's fun to see each other do very well. Sure. And it's like there's no other way to sort of um, 
see how we stand in our career than to perform well on stage. Yes. And it might not relate to like a check from Comedy Central right away, but there is something of value there when you can do what is considered to be one of the hardest things in the world to do, you know, in a certain sense. It is like a psych- psychology behind performing and making it, A, look easy. Like I did a show last night um, in Hermosa Beach and the whole audience was heckling. It was a fucking shit show, but it was a full crowd of people. And like every comic was a professional comedian that dealt with every just whack-a-mold every heckler finished their bits and it made it look super easy but it would have swallowed a shit comic yeah. hole that room yeah. last night would have swallowed i mean yeah they would have eaten bitches, somebody alive it was crazy so yeah. everyone had their own wine glass and showed up to the everyone people, yeah it was like a byob and bring your own snacks kind of thing so the, everybody oh, had their like man. wine glasses yeah. and were wasted yeah they were so wasted i've never seen so many wasted ladies think that the show was about them you <laughs> it, know what i mean it like it was yeah <laughs> Every there's a, in the front, the back. I mean, everyone. And there's one chick right that was sitting right in front of Tasha. This old lady. When she stood up, she had a uh, belly necklace on. Belly, What's that called? She, belly chain. She had a belly chain on. It's like, all right, Britney Spears, you're 40. What are you doing? Uh, she had that on, and she she shushes another heckler. She goes shh, <laughs> and then she heckles. So she goes shh. Yeah, I think she yeah. literally <laughs> like, was like within a breath. You can't that's shush so a heckler funny. and then heckle. That's kind of that's interesting though. Anyway, you could think of doing point, that. The point was. <laughs> Don't bother that man. You suck. (laughs) Yeah, she was like bouncing and all. So the point was is that like, look, you, you know, we all, you know, you, we all got paid twenty bucks. Okay, great. You know, doing great. But like, you get, you don't get to, to like, measure what that junior level is that you're at up until you're that guy who's making eight grand a night. Up until like you know you might you might do a Comedy Central half hour get paid fifty grand taxes agent manager you got seven okay good you might get to do just for last festival you don't get paid a thing for that but you get a pilot out of it you know, all these little things whereas if you had a normal career you'd be like junior account executive making sixty grand looking really cool but unfortunately all we have to go by it is our blood sweat and tears until the point where we're like fucking killing it sitcom in your name it's funny it's funny you should mention that because on my way to here i had a really brief discussion with my lovely girlfriend about about that very subject i was thinking to myself because i had fun today doing comedy you know and sometimes what's that like sometimes (laughs) it's not fun like sometimes it's hard and uh and i was just like basically like you know i was just saying on how much i had fun shit now i lost my train of thought on that but there's no monetary huh we were talking. About- Shit. No, no. Well, let me let me let me jog your memory. So, like, Elaine, did do you do you worry? I mean, first of all, you got to see, see Mike have a great set today, but yeah. but you also like no, he do- drives for Uber. And like, mm-hmm. I've got the same thing where I have shit side jobs, but I also like feel like I'm really on my path for stand up. Do you worry about where he's going, his trajectory? No, because I I I I want him to do comedy. You want him to do something that he loves? Yeah, I want him to be happy. That's what we were talking about. Because if we if he did something that's else, it, that's a, it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's exactly what I was yeah. trying to say. I, I lost it because it was a long conversation. Well, and basically, what I said was, let me just get it out while I have it. I, you know, how however hard stand up comedy is, and how the pit, pitfalls that it has, and how it can be very me- challenging mentally and physically. I I still won't quit because I'm afraid that my life will because my life seems knock on wood perfect. I'm never happier. I'm in the best relationship I've been. I've never looked and felt better myself, health-wise. I am more understanding about the world around me. I feel like now I have better friends than I've ever, ever had in any time in my life, and I'm 38 years old. I, 
feel like there's more winners in my life than losers where I could never have said that like even three years ago. And like it, as hard as comedy is driving out the deserts to get paid in gas money that you really don't, it's more than that <laughs> like, asshole. $20. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you cocksucker. But all right. You, will you book me again and give me maybe 40? <laughs> 20? 20 again? Uh, all right, I'll sure, do it. Yeah, I'll be there. See, <laughs> but that's the point. So you go through all that, and you and yet still, you know, harsh crowds, all the bullshit, the politics, blah, blah, blah. And you still, at least for me, I can say this. I really feel like on some, the universe is saying, I'll take care of you. Just keep going. Be true to yourself. Don't cop out. Because every time I ever think about quitting... I think about what can, what what I'll do. Like, what's your backup what, plan? Yes, like, what exactly. is the, what's your next? But move? that's the point, Tasha. Is that it's always a backup. Yeah, it's never on the forefront of my mind. I have to search for that. Yeah, and I've been in comedy long enough to that those stuff those things are buried. I don't think about those really anymore because of what I've been doing. Like, I I used to think about them all the time when I got out of college. Like, what can I be? You know, and it was like juggling these things. Those things slowly got buried and buried where I don't even recognize them anymore. So when I even think about quitting, I get this sad feeling of being lost with no direction. Because you would be. You would have to start from zero yeah. again, yeah. figuring out something that you might be passionate about and give it a try and we'll see. And I guess what I'm trying to say in the long storm is just, you know, I, I if something is driving me. I, I, I'm not trying to be spiritual or any way, but I feel like if I stopped... Everything, and that's what I said to her earlier. That's why I lost my train of thought, because this was a long, very heartfelt conversation. I said to her that I feel like everything would crumble. Then she went on this brilliant rant, my girlfriend, Elaine, on how you would, yeah, you would stop being in shape. You would stop eating right. You would take a job that you would hate. You would treat me like shit. You would be short with me. You would, you know, we would then be arguing. Would, and then yeah, she would find out, a guy. Yeah, and she'd be like, <laughs> and then she'd get to the point where she's like, you're not worth the dick. And then leave. And then there's that 50 year old guy. And she's like, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, talk about some philosophy coming from Philly over here. I mean, I got to tell you, but it's right. It's like, I've always said this my plan B is not having a plan B. Like my, it's like the success comes from not having an escape route. Your, your chewing is disgusting. I'm going to just turn you off. Right <laughs> no, no, no. Chew ahead. I, I, I turn your mic off. That's how, that's how good I am. You've got, you've got, I'm going to give you one minute to eat. So just eat ahead. But like, so it's good. no, no, no. You're right. I turn your mic. You need to chew away. Uh, <laughs> but it's a good point. And Elaine, like, I mean, here's what we, here, here's what we struggle with. Right. Like I, I truly believe Tasha believes in me, but also like we want to buy a home. She's in the um, sort of peak of her career with like money making. And I don't contribute at the level that she does on a checkbook level. But I'm also like, I work as hard as anybody in any field that's out there because I do full time on my side gig and I do stand up and just like you driving around happy, happy to cash my check from Ventura County for 20 check a $20 bill ah. or whatever. And then I'm just like, and then I'm like, and then I'm filling up in gas and $38. I'm getting a $20 bill in my pocket and $38 in gas. 100%. Happy as a fucking clam yep. because yep. I made the audience laugh. And I know that I'm building that into something bigger, but it's also, it's very hard to show that as like, Sort of somebody like 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 a, if you're on your way to success and it takes 15 years to like reach the top of your game and we're seven or eight years in in any other field if a doctor or someone who's making a quarter million dollars a year we'd be six figure income people we'd be slinging dick we'd be in our we're in our 30s we're doing well but in stand up and I don't mean this as limitations we're in the place where like there's still like this crowded field and we haven't necessarily broken free 
uh, in the front of the marathon. But anyone in our field knows our friends like Jay Hollingsworth, even Kane Holloway, Kelsey Cook, you know, Kane's girlfriend, they've both been on the podcast. There's a di- there's different pacing, but there's like successes along the way, yeah. and it's it's not always a big publisher's clearinghouse check, but it's but they're ownership. little breadcrumbs that are like enough to let you know that you're on the right path. You know what? You know what's so funny about all this? I'm gonna sh- let me tell you a story. No, Please. just kidding. But it what I I've I've kind of ascertained from, from I will say no less than an Eagles uh, Super Bowl championship. Oh, fuck listen, you. It's true. <laughs> You're shit. It is, listen, when the Eagles, I'm a lifelong <laughs> Eagles fan. I'm 38 years old. I've loved the Eagles since 1987. Watched every Ugh. game. Right now, my point, there's a point to this, is that when they won the Super Bowl, I'm like 36, and this is the first time I'm seeing this. This is, I should be elated. I actually was a little empty. Because that you, they've, as a fan, I've reached a mountaintop. It was like, there's nowhere to go. We're not playing again. And I wonder when people talk about, because you were saying, Dave, about these little small victories in comedy and the ups and the downs and all that kind of stuff. Wait, wait a minute. Where, what the fuck is making it exactly? Is Kevin Hart ever saying to himself, like, oh, that's it, you know? No, he's doing serious movies now. Yeah. Whether he's not good or whatever in those movies is another thing. I got to see it. I haven't seen it. But he's doing that now. He because there's no there should be no I've made it in anything if you ask me yeah as soon as you like get, um, think I've made it then it's like you're practically dying like exactly. you're, you're on, you that's know exactly like, right that's it you've got to always uh, be striving stag- for that stagnant next. water breeds bacteria a pond is not something you want to drink water out of it's just sitting there and it breeds some it's just not good for you but running water staying fluid staying active but also like we have to realize yeah like I always told Tasha this I, I truly believe this like I need I need to find other sources of income to like to give me the the ability to go on stage and like do my thing without worrying about like where the check's coming from so sure. I so I need that for my own security but also I truly believe that the love we share through the podcast will buy us our home I know it's not there, but it's something tangible that's like, you know, like we have that we have our Patreon, right? Like we've got we've got that we've got we've got a following we're building, and they come to shows. They, you know, it's not huge, but you add a few zeros at the end of the decimals, and it's like they're there. And if and when new people find us, they've got three hundred plus episodes to be like, have at it. We've let you into our life, and that's what comedy is all about. Is a lot of times people will find a new comic, and then they'll binge all their things on YouTube and be like, who the fuck was this guy? I didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like having some like, and I say like a tangible product, but the product is really our stories. And as for comics, it's your bits. And it's having that sort of thing that you're trying to share with others. It's not rocket science. We're not, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe you sell a t-shirt because that's the way for your audience to buy things, but they're not buying, they don't need, no one needs a fucking t-shirt. They're buying you. They're trying to find a way to support you. If you have an album, they don't, they're, they're probably going to throw it out. They don't even have a fucking, you know, you're selling a CD. They don't even have a CD player in their car. They're just buying it to support you because they want you to do well. We've got some Patreon members that started to do that where they just like, look, we just want to like fucking support you. We think you're doing the right thing. Just like the more money we can put into you, the less time you need to spend doing your bullshit. Yeah. And then it just amplifies. And then we've got guys like, 
like Leo, who was on the show today, you know, like I said, he, he had he had people there from Michigan. They were in town. They were happy as a clam to see Leo. Leo's new to comedy, which is great. You know what I mean? Like we're all at different levels. But like imagine imagine that. Imagine 50 times that. Having a whole room of people like excited to see you. They're taking their lady out. You got to see this guy. $20 a ticket. You got to see this. Oh, merch after the show. He's going to take photos with us. No way. But that's what I even said to Elaine today. I was like, you know. That show is kind of cool, and like you know, I was saying, like if I was a nine to five guy, you couldn't tell anybody that you got to have free mimosas and, and watch a bunch of people try to make people laugh. You know, how cool like, is that show? And, and you get to do that all the time with with a boyfriend who is doing stand up. You get to like go to these places <laughs> and just get to laugh. One, you know, one day I'll be hopefully paid well for it. You know? Yeah, there's just so many shit shows. But like today, like every comic's going to get like a 15 or $20, whatever. People were throwing money in my pocket because we just, it's a free show. We accept donations. You just get my and tacos. Then, yeah, cool. fucking, there you go. I'll get right. your fucking tacos, right? But like we had, it's it's cool. Like I used to, when I was on the road opening for another, for Craig Shoemaker, I was getting, you know, I don't know, six to $900 a weekend. I didn't deserve that. It was a year and a half into comedy. I didn't deserve that. But like you cash the checks, it's good. That's like a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You didn't deserve it. You're in a, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. A lot of money, but then then I go back to New York and I do. I think it was Gotham Comedy Club, and I think I got twenty five dollars. They they give you cash. The bartender has you sign a slip, and that's your spot pay. You get twenty five bucks. And I go, I'm like the dopamine, everything about it. I am happier with twenty five dollars than nine hundred dollars because I booked it on myself. I did my spot. I did all these things, and it, and it's that. You know, you take the big money when it comes. Like, don't get me wrong. So, like, if a sitcom sitcom comes and you make $100,000 an episode, awesome. I guarantee the money you get from selling out your first theater will feel better than anything any corporation will ever give you because that's, like, all the fucking seeds you planted all everything just become like like coming to fruition and they're coming to see you finally spring (laughs) so we need spring to come folks (laughs) but but my question my question being though is that like so for elaine do you you know what you know what i could say that's funny about all this is the how i just want to mention how lucky i am okay because we know (laughs) no 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 because what happened was uh I, when I like made that plan, that's just basically just bringing this thing full circle on how I'm I'm a little I was a little evil back then, you know, and uh, I go I, I meet up with this other lady who I know is gonna like put out, you know, she's of course, a little, she yeah. was a little loose cannon, hedge you your bets, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and never mind with who what's her face short. Uh, Filipino. Won't even kiss you. What the I don't fuck? Even, you are gone. You got a girl's gonna put out. See fuck you, yeah. See you wouldn't want to be you. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was. I was in a different zone. So I'm at I'm, I'm at this girl woman's place. You know, doing things that I don't know what rated this is, but whatever. Are yeah. Butt and stuff. Uh, oh, I don't even want to. <laughs> so so the one thing. The one thing I'll say is I get a text probably around like gonna say eleven thirty, and uh, he said, "Oh, let's meet up around 8. Yeah. Oh, earlier that yeah. night. Yeah. So I so, you, so I get a text so around. I was like, okay, yeah. and so I texted him like around eleven, and then and then basically I get a text saying that uh, why don't if you don't like me and you're not into me, why don't you have the balls to tell me at least just keep it real. That's all I want you to do." And uh, that something along those lines. Yeah, Mike. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm on a lane yeah. side yeah, now. Don't exactly. Just, like, go yeah, yeah. Not right. Say. Exactly. So I never got that before. Like, but Elaine, you know, Elaine, yeah. what was it? What did it? What did it feel like to like 
set the parameters there? Was that easy for you to be like, go fuck yourself? Yeah, it was easy for me because I think um, it was my first time online dating. I've never done it before. I actually didn't want to do it. I'm so sorry that yeah. he was your first yeah. time. <laughs> well, no, well, no I, was doing, I was doing it for about six months. Did you get your money back after this? <laughs> <laughs> and every date I was going on, um, every guy that I met, they were cool, they were nice, they're handsome. There's just no chemistry. And I wasn't playing games. And so, like, you know how guys message you and, like, they, they message you for weeks. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, no. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to be strung along. Yeah. Like, either take me out or yeah. whatever. Let's see like, if we have chemistry. Clock's yeah. ticking. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> because you won't know if you have chemistry with somebody until you meet with them. So I'm like, hey, let's have coffee or drinks or whatever. And so I was going on these string of dates where nice guy, no chemistry. And I wasn't playing games. And so I was like, hey, like, if you're not into me, then that's fine. Just tell me. I don't want to waste your time or waste my time. So yeah. You, so yeah. You so thought- did you feel like you had chemistry, though? Were you, like, sort of hopeful yeah. about this when you were looking forward to, yeah. like, drinks at eight? Yeah. I was looking forward to it. So three yeah. and a half hours go by. <laughs> and you're, you're just yeah. doing mad. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't. I would have been doing mad. I wasn't really mad. I was just annoyed. I was just like. Well, he said yeah. he was going to meet up with me. Because here's yeah. you know your yeah. self-worth. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and, and again, if, to dissect the communication, Mike just thought you weren't into him that yeah. much. Which is fair. Yeah. I didn't kiss him. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> but we've been with girls that yeah. just weren't into us. And then yeah. we're like, ah, but you know what? Nice guy. It's so funny because, you know, that happens. And then uh, here's what I do, though. I, I, hit a, I think I texted you back pretty quickly. Yeah, he and, told me he fell asleep. Yeah, I told him I fell asleep. <laughs> and, and I kept no, that and I kept that secret for about two and a half years. <laughs> he told me like just a, just a few months ago. He's like, by the way, I have something to tell you. I was actually with another girl that night, and I'm like, Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know she took it. Uh, you know, Ella, whatever. She'll probably slap me in the head again later. But <laughs> no, but it's like it's early yeah. on. And you can't judge someone for like you know. When we break it down, uh, I'm, I'm not say, I'm not giving Mike a pass. I'm just saying it, it's messy. It's like you get what you pay for, right? You're on some yeah. free dating yeah. shit or yeah. whatever. You I get would what usually you pay for. encourage people to not necessarily be sleeping around, but to be like dating around. Like, of course, yeah. you're going on multiple dates. Yeah. So you're just trying to see who you have chemistry with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with like thinking, oh, I might have interest in this guy and maybe this guy too. And you're allowed yeah. to do that until yeah. you figure it out. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I'll try to get through this, but I think it's very, it can put everything in perspective at least for me you know is you know it's it's funny because when i first met elaine and we actually okay so i invited her you know to this third date and uh, i was like you know remember mike mitchell yeah yeah he's a produced comedy show it's horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i invited her one of those and she was the only one laughing and so i was like wow she's really trying to have a good time but here's the thing <laughs> I, I, you, when she had a lot of things about her that i didn't like when we first started dating and one of those was that she was a smoker yeah and you know, like, and her brother was taking advantage of her. She had, like, no money in her. She was supporting her brother. All these horrible things that I felt like I can't deal with this myself because, like, I don't want to be with somebody that smokes and I don't want to be with somebody that lets people walk all over them. So we had to grow from there. She quit smoking and she wow, stood up to congrats. her. Yeah. yeah. She hey, stood up to her. You. She stood up to her brother, at, you know, uh, like, kind of like a no nonsense person. And I, you know, I always told her, like, you need to live for yourself. And that's what she does. You know, she, had a job where she was making like oh you know whatever get by money for la she quit that job for a better job and then she quit that job for uh, even her dream job essentially now and she makes more money than she could have ever dreamed of amazing yeah and the point is is that she's paying for tacos well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no but it's like la i feel fortunate because i easily could have missed out on all of that 
because yeah, you didn't because, think yeah. she was into you. Yeah, and exactly. And I would have never known, of course. But scary. I would, yeah, very it, scary. It is. I think about it all the time because I'm living the best life I ever could live right now, and and it's all it almost. In, I almost spited myself out of all of it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that. That's look, really. Your like, people need to be a little patient, just a little bit. Sometimes, look. Sometimes it's just you can tell it's not going to work out. But you know, we. And, you know, there was problems with me. She saw me through so much with my temper and you know all that through. Our first my year was health. our worst year. Our first year yeah, together was our absolute worst, worst year. year. We. It was so we were fighting constantly. We had horrible, almost borderline violent fights. Like you know, like. Over I, what usually? Um, one time. Okay. Okay. Here, was, here's a funny story. So. I uh I have to. This is a really funny. Here's story. a funny. This is a really story. very. <laughs> it's a pretty fucking funny story. Okay, since my lovely lady is here, she can abide by whatever, and she can chime in. But I used to, I work for this app. I still do it. I clean houses. I'm not proud of it, but I do it because I gotta make money. But I clean houses through this app. One day, a couple of years ago, we gotta hire you here, by the way. Yeah, we hire this. Well, guy. one day, wait, wait, if we hire him to clean houses in a Patriots shirt, like we do that, if I lose a, if I lose a bet, if Daenerys dies tonight, I'll do that. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. No, no, but let Spoiler. me just. Yeah. So continue. Wait, where was I going? You clean houses. Yeah, so I clean houses, and so uh, this is our like, with, like maybe we're eight months in, you know, well in that first year. So I, uh, I had to clean houses for this lady, and. Remember that? Yeah. yeah so this lady was turned out to be a little older or whatever. I tried to clean her house, but she kept on like wanting to talk to me and like drink a little bit. Just chill, whatever. And she ended up, uh, her roommate was like a multimillionaire that left cash all over the apartment. And she was just like, you know, I haven't been on a date in a long time. I want you to take me on a date. And I was like, miss, I don't really make a lot of money and I have a girlfriend. Uh, I can't do that. And then she's like, no, I'm going to take care of everything. You just pretend that you're paying for it. I'm going to get, and then I'm like, well, I'm dressed like shit. She's like, she gave me $500. Buy yourself something nice. Be back in a half hour. Shut yeah. up. I was like, well, I don't have sneakers. They're, these are you're terrible. I couldn't take one of my roommates, Air Jordans. Like, perfect fit. So, yeah, I, I went on a date and got paid for it. And then so she's calling, just fucking trying to figure out where I'm at. Like, she, I ended up. Because he, he was, like, missing for, like, six hours. And I'm like, where is he? Yeah, why is yeah. he not answering the phone? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's the sketchy part is like, yeah. answer why the phone or the answer phone? the text. Yeah. Just sure. say, hey, sorry, got caught up. Call you in a few. You yeah, because usually it, he'll just like text me like working. I'm like, cool. Okay. And what happened next? So, <laughs> so I, I think I remember where he told me he was going to be. And so in Santa Monica. I, I started freaking out. And so I actually drove around Santa Monica. And I remember... Um, the, the actual part. where was, where did your mind go like what did you think was up that he would like got run over Something, or like I, I didn't know and that was driving yeah. me crazy because I was like is, is he hurt does like is whatever I don't know my mind was going everywhere and so I was driving around I even I remember calling everybody I'm like I know you may not even know but like have you heard of anything like that happened to Mike whatever um, by chance um, and anyways I remember the parking structure for some reason I'm like let me just driver on this parking structure i found his car and i parked right next to it and it was like i don't know what time you left in the morning for this job it was, it was like, like in the morning it was like two in the morning by this point yeah yeah Jesus it was like two Christ. in the morning and i'm waiting and you had I'm an texting. answer you yeah. why didn't you text her no. back i was with another woman the parking structure yeah. i was with another woman i look in his car and i see shopping bag and i'm like i see the clothes that he ha- was wearing that day and so i'm like what the fuck 
why is these like like so now my mind's thinking all other things you really like golf club his car <laughs> no, i, I yeah. want a golf club his yeah. car yeah. listen yeah. to this absolutely and then i deserve it and then he's <laughs> he runs to his car because i'm sitting in the, my car right next to his i see him run to his car and i get out i'm like what's going on yeah, she can't i had no idea she she, fucking, wait, she, she was she surprised the fuck out of me dude yeah. like it was he has brand new clothes like a leather jacket <laughs> he, had, he had no shoes on i'm like why are you wearing i had to give back the jordans ah! yeah. and i was and just like, like you can walk yourself what a out bitch. Yeah, yeah. leather jacket yeah. no yeah. shoes and he was so drunk wasted he was so drunk. I was so mad at him because I was like yeah. so he worried. Broke what, up. All the things that he put me through that night. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, she was ready to be done. That was the yep. closest we have. The only reason yeah. we're telling this story is just because, well, it is kind of entertaining, but also it's like we almost fucking were done. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't we be done? I was. So what's the they, what's the lesson in the event? Uh, it's just I I really just want to bring it up as like we could have easily have called it quits after that. And we would have been, she would have been justified to dump me without a doubt. So what's the insecurity like? Where are you at, Mike? In that situation where you, you know, thought, like, what, yeah, tell me about that. Like, yeah, the, it's funny because, like, you know, you, I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that it's just weird now because, like, I really don't, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I really am getting to the point where, like, I don't really care about other women and I'm, like, kind of, like, I used to think, like, I can always do better, no matter who I was with. Like, there's always better, strive for more. I'm really at the point now where I'm, like, very, like, content in where... And who I have. Well, and because that that feeling is a status symbol. So a lot of times, and I and I and I've come to terms with this myself, where I've always been like, why did I always want to date the the thing that was going to make my friends most proud? Me too. And it's me like, too. And it's Absolutely. Like, it doesn't mean it couldn't be a good girlfriend. Absolutely. But it's like, it's what, so what, true. what what is it that makes that makes you want to like? have this trophy that then gives you validation and again especially when you already said yourself like the thing that makes a relationship the best is when you have a partner that pushes you and each other you push each other to be better and better and better versions yeah. of yourself. 100%. Like that's the yeah. number. I mean, that's really like the best you can hope for in a relationship yeah. is to have a partner that encourages you, that that fights for you, that has your back. And like, you know, that the, the only way you get to finding that person is through adversity. Hell yeah. You know? And, and, it's, and again, it's yeah. not, it's, you know, there's there's a million podcasts where we talk about, you know, the, the struggle of women. And, and of course, like there's, there's different, there's different equations to like what makes us complicated humans. But for men, we've we've got we've got this pressure to like have the perfect thing that th- oh, yeah. that is there to support us. Yes. Just, there's no perfect thing like Tasha. Like Tasha's amazing. You you you're like you fit me very well with like what what makes us better. Like we 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 sort of have like an abrasiveness that like really strives for the best. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of friction creates fire if it's not too much to like burn the fucking house down. Like we have a little we you know what I mean? We're like we'll like nag and this and that, but yeah. it's like it's productive, right? I mean, but like. But like in the past, I've I've had toxic relationships where I gotta go like why why did I think that was the thing? And you look back on it and you just go, every guy thinks you know, we all of our friends, everyone we've ever been with, everyone imprints on us this desire to have like this knockout 
perfect everything oh my gosh and then like so then we receive our value from that and who are you if you're not and it doesn't mean that you guys both Elaine and Tasha aren't amazing women it's just this pressure and then all of a sudden we find something that's perfect right in front of us but we still have this gear that's like there's I still gotta yeah, you yeah, so it's yeah. like we gotta turn down this system we've had our whole fucking yeah, lives and just put the brakes on like pursuing better and know that we've got the best right here absolutely yeah. so like because you cultivate it yeah and then exactly. you cultivate and then yeah. you're cleaning you're dusting some lady's yeah. fucking dresser and then she's giving you that that sort of value sure. that like that triggers you to be like oh okay you, you, yeah it's it's so true it's like it's weird man how that, i think that's like one of the key ingredients to a good relationship that maybe gets overlooked the most is like is admiration for one's partner uh in the sense that like she'll she gives me these moments throughout our relationship that i think is is a signal of growth for instance like she was a smoker before she quit right that's just that's a pretty amazing feat you know like to do that alone after what 15 years of smoking yeah quit stunted her growth yeah (laughs) obviously but like you know that's a hurdle right and then it's like another thing and then another thing and like and and then I remember one time she doesn't get a chance to work out. She's an office woman, you know. She has a strenuous uh, uh, schedule as it is, and she does work out when she can. And I remember we were jogging one time, and then throughout the jog, she's kind of stopping just a little bit here and there. And then I, we get to the end, and there's a huge hill, and I sprint up that hill every time. And I just said, "Look, I'm going to wait for you, and you just do what you got to do." I understand that, you know. Thank you for coming, even coming out. So I'm just like, or coming out with me, and so I'm jogging. I run as fast as I can, and then I'm, I finish. I look back, I'm thinking I'm going to have to like get out my whatever and find her. She was right fucking behind me. <laughs> she sprinted up right fuck. there. No. But it was like she she was like, "No, I'm not to be outdone type of person." Like, you know how you know how uh people show their true colors when they're drunk? It's weird. Like my dad's a happy drunk, you know. I'm a happy drunk for the most part. I just want to be happy with everybody, right? Her no lie is I want to take over the fucking world. <laughs> I want to be a boss, bitch. She's a four foot nine Filipino lady. Is like, uh, and I'm like literally like, we're I'm gonna be a power couple couple just because I'm associated with you. You know, yeah. like she's you, got dictator drunkenness. She really does, man. Like she's definitely like could be Gaddafi's mistress, at least Gaddafi's mistress. Uh, yeah, and it, I just. I think, admir- like I said, getting back to it, admiration for one's partner, I think, is key. It's just as important as sexual chemistry or even having just random things in common. Like, just the the growth of the relationship, I, you know, is to me, obvi- and it's not even stating the obvious, but I just feel like people can, when they grow, when they're constantly purposely growing, that's another thing. People think that growth is like something that just happens sometimes, I think. Like, as long as I'm living, I'm going to keep going growing. No, you, you got to kind of consciously grow. Yeah, it takes you challenges. Yeah. You got to face like challenges and face fears. Yes, absolutely. Do you guys both let each other know how you're succeeding? Like, do you, like do you let affirmations? each other know? Well, all the time. Yeah. I think we, go, we actually probably go a little overboard, I think. Yeah, we like, because I get high every day. I'm high. I was high since the podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, sorry about the brain fart. I hope you'll edit that out. But anyway, I think I made a good point after that. But, so, but you know, like we have, like, cause, like, I really think that, yeah, weed has something to do with that. But we do have these introspective conversations, like at least multiple times during the week. We, we, it's crazy because we, we really do. We're, I, I constantly, I can, I can tell her anything. 
And it's so, and I know that's so cliche, but like even like just crazy ideas. And, and like, you know, you can't tell your craziest ideas to everybody. You really can't. You have to tell that to your best friend because <laughs> yeah. your best friend will know like you can do that. Or, you know, like just whatever it may be, you're going to get the most honest answer and I can do that with her. It's like I can just throw out the craziest shit that my mind might wander in because I'm a dreamer. I want to do as best I can here. And she's like telling me like, hey, man, I hear you and let's go. Let's go to the mountaintop. Wow. Yeah. And then, that's good to hear. Yeah. So – I just feel like that's why we work, and I, I really feel like we're kind of a rare couple in L.A. Because you know, it's very hard to find somebody who wants to like wreck the planet with you. Oh uh, like, yeah, just fucking 100%. tear shit down. Yes. We, 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 we yes. went. We went to a, a conservation where it was an animal conservatory. Yeah, it was like a wild. It's called Wildlife Learning. You guys should Center. come with us. We went, and it was. I, I googled yesterday morning. I, I knew Tasha was going through. And I knew she hasn't been feeling great, and I googled. Um, I Googled, where can I find a sloth in Los Angeles? <laughs> and uh, I was like, a sloth will fix it. And I found this place in Silmar, which is just north in the valley, right on Route f- It's on 5 in the 118 or whatever. It's a 210, whatever. It's up there. And uh, I found this place, and they have all these rescue animals. They have a giraffe. They got all these different fucking monkeys and bald eagles and parrots and shit. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take her there. So we go up there. And we go, and it's like 12 bucks to get in. And it's all like eight-year-olds. It's like all kids. And we're just fucking loving it, bro. We saw it. lemurs. And yeah, so we see these two lemurs. And the, the, every every rescue animal has like a thing behind it. Like a little it. plaque that says its story. Yeah, every, every rescue animal. So like these two lemurs, right? They were brought to Indiana to be a part of other lemurs. You know, like they were like rescued because the lemurs only exist like in the, in the Madagascar. world in Madagascar. Oh, okay. But they were brought to Indiana to this one zoo and they didn't take in the whole zoo. The other lemurs hated these two lemurs. Yeah, they didn't like, they didn't let them into their pack or whatever. Oh, so, and, and it can get violent. So they were like, fuck, we got to get these two lemurs out of here. So they brought these two lemurs to this one conservation and we got to see these two lemurs and they were hanging out in their own lemur cage, happy as clams. And I'm like, Tasha, you're my lemur. We're lemurs <laughs> together. We don't fuck the society. We don't need them. We got us. We got our thing. And they don't think the funny things that we're, and that's what you look for. It's like a mate to just survive the world with because the world can be a mean place. You know what I mean? It yeah. can be kind of a fucked up, yeah. weird yeah. place. Hell and you yeah. look for somebody who just kind of like tolerates and appreciates I you. believe it was Elaine that told me that Tom Hanks says that his family is like love for his wife and his kids and everything is like his his sanity in this crazy business that he's in. And I feel like, you know, because he has somebody he can confide in. I think he's been married to his wife for over 20 years at least. Maybe 30. Yeah. And it's he said it helped him get through the industry. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I've scored so big, like, because of that. Like, there's so many comedians out there that are lonely, man. Yeah, and it, and doesn't, it's it doesn't have to be that way. It's a very, it it's, creates good comedy. It can, but, it can but, it, but you've also got the Jim Gaffigans in the world, and you've got plenty of people that can find success yeah. b- and also be happy. Yes, but there's a yeah. trope that you have to be this miserable whatever. No, uh, that's, but that's not true it at does, all. It, and, it, and it can breed comedy, but... You know, if you're like me, like I, 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 my life, I'm, I'm fucked up enough where I can have a happy relationship and still find humor in other things. Sure. I can go hang out with these lemurs and still be happy with where we're at. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it, it becomes very hard and challenging, but also appreciative when you do recognize that you found that. Now, coming from the both, you know, I'm not saying we've got similar upbringings, but like, you're. 
Mike, you're a Jersey Shore type of guy. You beat the fucking beat. You do your thing. I was. I'm trying to tell Tasha about my fraternity days. Trying, you know, I'm trying to like share these stories with her. And it's and it's not. It's fine to like reminisce, but it's also nice to see when you found something that's worth fighting for. To say this is good. This I don't need. There is. There, the 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 plateau of perfection is found when you just know what something is. And if you're in a relationship where it's just like, you know, needy or not, sir, or just jealous, and you can like, we're we're in a relationship where I think we do compete in certain ways. Like I'll always be happy when Tasha succeeds, but also like, you know, like I want to I want to rise to her level. And there's like that healthy competition that makes two people better because you're not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a better Tasha. I'm trying to be a better Dave. Yeah. Right. And then she, I want her to be a better Tasha as she meets me at my Dave. I don't want Tasha's the inspiration. I mean, yeah, she's, I don't want, what good is it for me to be sitting up in my high horse successful and she's not there or vice versa. Like you want to rise and help each other build that path to that level. That's where I'm at now. Is this because, you know, she, like I said, she like, she had a good job, and then she's like, I don't want to do it anymore, and she quit just to get like a way better job, and I was just like, I am like still doing you know, open mics and bars and shit, and like, I'm, I gotta fucking get this shit together, like I gotta, she's gonna leave me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we build each other up. So. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, I'm trying to, like you said, like I'm trying, you know, she's kind of got the baton, I said, I guess, so to speak, you know, and I'm like, I'm really desperately, like, I, she's my motivation to eat, just keep keep up with her, and then hopefully maybe go beyond. But so Elaine, where do you see you guys going? Like what what what's there to work on? Are you guys? Is there? St- are you still like? Are you still having the? Are you still having like fights and disagreements and and, and no, communication think, issues? Well, I think in regards to fighting, um, we realized after like the first year, we're fighting wrong, um, because it was more about like I need to win, he needs to win, and we weren't we weren't addressing the actual issue that we were fighting Wait, about. it's not about you winning? like, yeah. learning <laughs> from your mistakes yeah. and, like, being able to build. Yeah, and I remember, like, I was just like, hey, like, it's not you against me. It, it's us against this problem. And so we've learned to communicate better and we fight better. I don't think, knock on wood, we haven't had a fight. How did, yeah. you, like, how did you guys learn to fight better? Did you do therapy or you just, no, like... I think because... Like Mike said earlier, like our when we were fighting um, or when we had fights, it'd be like borderline volatile. Like we were, were screaming, we're yelling, and, and nobody crying. wants that. No. So like once you're you're yeah. on the same page, like hey, yeah. we want this to work. We yeah. want this relationship. It's still to work, hard. Yeah. It's still hard to avoid that. Well, because yeah. it's an emotional response. We talked about like yeah. the limbic system, like stuff happens in your nervous system yeah. that makes you think that it's personal, and you've got to fight that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been big on the fight or flight. Like Tasha mentioned, yeah. the limbic system. We've been big on that uh, of how we trigger each other to think it's like end of days. So simple fights become me versus you. And we're we're gonna go, we're about to go watch the fin- is it the finale finale game? Yeah. Of Thrones? we're about to go watch the finale of Game of Thrones. I'm not spoiling anything. We haven't watched it yet, but we fight Game of Thrones style, <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, I will protect my wall. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? And we're like fighting like yeah. epic fights over nothing. Yeah, and it's like why? Yeah, yeah. and actually, yeah. you said. Um, trigger and like we've i've learned his triggers and i'm like oh i shouldn't make that a big deal what's but his trigger well anything being a philly bitch no <laughs> i don't know like if like if he's if he had a long day and like i'll 
nag him about something and it's like no not right now so you need yeah. to know like yeah. when to give him space to sort yeah. of like unwind yeah or just like when to step back like you, you take, know what take I'm, notes, not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bother him about that whatever i'll just give him that and so like that takes time too this learning that about each other isn't it wild yeah. isn't it wild how like the like we were all enlightened humans we, we we can all find success on our own yet coexisting involves relearning your yeah. significant others uh, uh. path and again mm-hmm. and again this is something we talk about more often than not i mean like this podcast has evolved from a sex podcast to really about communicating and realizing you know your dad might not be a horrible guy he might just suck at telling you what he wants and your and your brothers and, and your sibling and all these things really can boil down to just the love languages of you being like, all right, Mike had a hard day, and you know, and like, and all, and, and and probably just like Mike, because we're very similar with this. I'll like, um, you know, I'll work really hard on my side gigs and not give myself sort of like the love and praise for like the good gigs. So like, I'll come home like beaten down from some fifteen, twenty dollar an hour gig, and then I got to hear my girlfriend not be impressed with me, and I'll be and I'll be bitter because she's working gigs that pay five times that much amount and i'm like oh must be fucking nice bitch and i'm like <laughs> and then i come off like some asshole yeah. asshole but in my head i'm just like defensive because i'm not where i want to be and it's my own problem to deal with and i don't want to make i don't want any of my bitterness to make her earn any less than she, you know sure, I, sure. so like I, so like two different paths i want her to be as successful as possible but i also want myself to like Ha- have the 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 love and encouragement that I'm on my path, and sometimes it, you get this self sabotage thing where it's like, all right, I'm just gonna wreck everything in the process, because it does, it is exhausting. The male to ego, work. isn't Charlemagne say that the male ego is the most fragile thing? It's you very know, fragile. It's it's like, I feel it all the time now. I mean, I don't know. It's weird because like I'm enjoying myself more than ever now, and I'm comfortable too. I remember coming out to first coming out to L.A. No lie. I, I, you know, I, I thought I had a lot of money coming out here. That shit was gone so fast, right? So <laughs> I remember I'm like maybe a couple months out here, broke, have a shit job out here, but I'm here. And then I just remember thinking to myself, if I could just live in Los Angeles, have like a pretty girlfriend and be able to like, I remember looking at restaurants and being going, if I could eat at those places maybe at least once a week, I'll have made it here. And like, because I couldn't at that time. I was like living on credit cards. There was no way I was going to survive. I got like... Somehow, not got to mention, that. and I mean, to interrupt, but you've you've lost a ton of weight. Like, what were you? Yeah. At? Where's your? Where are you at now? And what was your heaviest? Uh, my heaviest ever was two fifty. And you're at like when I was sixty. I was. What are you? One sixty two. I'm one sixty five. I like not bad, wow. not bad for me to guess. I feel great. Three yeah, pounds. Away. I feel better than ever. Like I, yeah. We know you post a lot of shirtless photos. We get it. <laughs> yeah. But you, so you're evolving. You're, yeah, you're sort yeah. of like living your dream and figuring out all these things that you thought you wanted plus plus some probably. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and, I, and we got to wrap up because we're over an hour. We got to watch Game of Thrones. Can't but that's wait. What it, but that's what it's all about is, is us all figuring out the path we're on. The, the trajectory, but also, you know, being kind to where we are currently, yeah. you know, like we're, we might be years away from where we really want to be, where we're fine. You know, that, that, uh, you know, just like, Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to say, Dave is basically, sorry to interrupt, Please, go. but basically was that is like, now I'm in that exact spot that I was talking about is like, I'm my girl is our foundation right now, right? She makes plenty of money and she's good at what she does. She loves doing what she's doing and all of that. It's like I've reached that like kind of like I'm like at my happiest right now. Is like like I said before, it's like all that stuff that I used to think of. I guess my my dreams are kind of simple. 
It's like I'm in LA, I'm doing comedy, and I'm comfortable. There's not a lot of comedians that can say that. Like, you know, I work hard at my side gigs. I want to keep up my end of the bargain. But a lot of comedians out there are working just as hard as me and are just like technically as broke as me, but don't have anybody supporting them. And they're living like on such a fragile, like if their car goes, they're fucked if they're an Uber driver. Yeah. Like they got to go back to Cincinnati or wherever the fuck they came from. <laughs> you know, it's like. Dude, we I, see this every week yeah. where like a dude's car gets stolen. It's like, well, that's your life. Yeah. You, you're, you're literally yeah. your whole now life. Now you got to go stolen. back to Des Moines and work two years to come back out. I hope, hey, all God bless you come back here, son, because you really tried. I'm so lucky that like my car goes, my girl's got me. You know, she knows that I'm going to like get my shit together and like get my stuff together. But I got a fucking safety net, man. Like. You know, she encourages me. She's just like, I got you. The only way this is going to work if you go full steam ahead. I'm She's here. investing in you, so don't yeah. fuck this up. <laughs> well, yeah. You're, you're she, <laughs> no, but she really is. And, like, she made that judgment the first time that she she saw me perform. She was like, she really said that she was scared. Right, baby? Go mm-hmm. ahead. Take it away. You were scared to see me perform for the first time. Yeah. Well, so are you. Yeah, I was scared to like, because <laughs> like, she, she was making already yeah. a predetermined decision that if I wasn't funny, she was going to have to get, get an exit strategy. And luckily, yeah. he's got better. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, yeah. it was Tasha. Is like she knew she was investing in me. She just didn't know it was such a long-term uh, investment. It's it's, like, right? But, this is a really long-term <laughs> investment. But, how, but, how, but what's a better return in the sense that you get short-term investment, boom, you know, whatever, you're there. But like the long-term investment is like you get to see, and again... You could, you know, like we, we could have dated, you know, I'm 20 years into comedy, I'm on Conan, whatever the fuck new cool show is that you get to do, whatever. Everyone gets their sort of chance a certain amount of years into comedy. No one's better. Jenny Zagrino was on the show today, uh, on the Mimosa show. She's been multiple times on Conan. Really? She's a huge credit in Bad Santa too, with, you know, all this fucking shit. Whatever. We all get our shot. It's all there. We're both, we, we could have, we've each, we've got material that would knock it out of the park on Conan. Of course. But like the fact that the and I look at this because I always go ah oh, geez I wish I was farther along I wish I had this I wish I had that well I've got someone who can share in the joy when those milestones happen and that's something to be said too because what's the point of doing Conan and crushing if you go into the green room and there's no one there to sort of it, to me high five yeah. With you? That's not good. And that's part of it because it's not just about where you are now, but it's about the sort of equity you build and where you're going. And that's for any creative job or any other job where you don't feel, you know, our, our podcast listeners, if you don't feel validated with where you are, it's about building that equity and knowing that there will be people there. Uh, one, one of the best feelings I had, I, I don't even know if I ever mentioned this to you, the first gig I ever booked, we were, we were looking through that um, friend, Just Friends ep- uh, movie yesterday. On, uh, we were, it was uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart had a movie called, I think it was called Just Friends. Was that what it was called, Just Friends? Maybe, yeah, I don't remember. Or, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's it a fucking right. great oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, 2005, movie. When, uh, he's in a fat suit. Yeah, uh, the girl is married to Chris, uh, Chris Pine. Uh, yeah, Amy no, Smart. No, but they look. They and, look anyway, the point is, is I'm in my basement, my parents' basement, right? It's the year after I. It's this eight months after I got fired from my corporate job, and I had the chance to go into other corporate jobs, but I chose to start acting. I was like, I want to try something different. Stand up was still out of the picture. It was too far. I just couldn't even imagine it. So I was like, I'm going to try acting. I took a couple classes, whatever. I auditioned for a few different projects in Boston, and I auditioned for this one project. Um, uh, it was called. Oh shit, what the fuck? Is, I don't even remember what it was called. I can't remember. Right now, and in the co-star of it was Amy Smart. She was in. Uh, she's been in uh, uh, 
Outside Providence. A ton uh, of a ton movies of, from like the 90s, bro, I would guess, bro, or bro. like early 2000s. She's the one who shows her tits in Road Trip, okay? She's that, that <sighs> this is like iconic. This is the chick. I know she is. Bro, she was like a fucking huge, and she still is, but she was big. And, uh, and anyway, I go and I get my audition. Okay, whatever. I drive to Boston. I, I say the lines. I had a couple paragraphs. There's a lot of lines, and then I leave. I, whatever. I got a callback. Oh, I do wear the same thing. You're supposed to, I go do the callback. I, I come back. All right, whatever. I'm sitting in my fucking basement of my parents house this is 10 plus years ago i get a phone call it's boston it's a it's it's cp casting carolyn pickman casting it's like the main casting in boston congratulations you got the role i got the fucking role i got to be on an abc tv show and i got to show up a cat you know a set 50 different fucking i get my own trailer i'm eating ice cream i had no idea so i'm just eating ice cream all day there's so much food and this and that and then i'm just i felt like i was gonna vomit i was uh, so nervous uh, i get to the set i had memorized my dialogue completely i could recite it right i uh, i knew exactly what i was gonna say they looked at me i was in a cop outfit they're like you're i'm, I'm getting i'm 23 at the time they're like, you don't look like a fucking cop they changed my outfit wardrobe comes in they rewrote my lines so i had to re- i had to say different lines and then they had the mic set up up and I do the fucking show with Amy Smart. It's a big. This is still to this day the biggest credit I've ever got. the The point is, is the pilot got buried. I've never seen it. It never made it. But it was like, dude, it was like a big deal. And the second I was able to get the news, walk up the stairs, and like tell my mom was that one of the most gratifying in simple moments in my career. That was like, you can do what you need to do, and like. You you'll be okay. You don't need to have Those your business. Those small degree. reassurances are like so important it is at pointing you like true north. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pointing you on your path. And then sure. we get them in stand up. We get different gigs where we do fucking well or like a headliner's like, dude, fucking good shit. You know, like we get those along the way. And it's kind of narcissistic, or people think it's narcissistic at least to be like braggadocious about it. But it's like I that's all I get. Yeah. I don't this, that's worth more than me than any amount of money is to hear that headliner say, funny bit, Dave. Yeah. Good shit. Shit, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I had this happen this week. Chris, so uh, Chris true, Duncan, man. this comic, he's uh, he's a guy I respect. I did I did that bit that I did today about the the whey protein and how to tell who's the alpha male, stupid thing. And he goes, dude, I did it at, a, at the mic. And he goes, dude, that shit's gonna be on late night TV. <laughs> and I go, and I, look, That's some awesome, some man. comics get like, you know, what's the, funny is that like you're just talking about that reassurance from other comedians. Sometimes I'm. Like, I'll be like, I kind of want, I want to quit, and then somebody like that's well known will be like, keep going. I'm like, fuck, I'll, all right. Ah. I wish you didn't say that, but yeah, it's but you kind of came in at the right time, buddy. Thank you. I don't know if God sent you, but all right. But that's that is the angel that you need to follow. Yeah. And I always had my like my like little spirit animal as a cardinal, and it's like whenever I say cardinal, I go, ah, I'm fucking on the way. And it's like a simple little thing that you have to look for. And again, you really do have to look. Like you can't be closed off to this shit. You have to be open and looking for the ways that your career is flourishing i mean we have podcast listeners that are running for congress you know like people write in they're 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 trying something new they're doing this they're doing that they're about to quit my job to pursue this it's like what's the hurt in trying to do whatever makes you happy because you're you how you operate at your highest energy level of love is way better than any amount of money that can pay you to do what you don't care about and it might not be there right away but it's 
it's easy when we talk about things that we love. We don't, you know, we, we try our best not to make it all about stand up, but like we have a passion, sure. and that's the energy yeah. that vibrates at a high level. That is like, well, let that be the vehicle that you pursue your thing to, listener, and just know that we're guys that like, you know, we both could be working at Enterprise, kicking knuckles, doing our thing, <laughs> junior executive, sixty grand. We could be fucking killing it, selling <laughs> rental insurance. Like, hey, funny. Is it every time I think about? I swear to God. No matter what, without fail, I probably like every six months contemplate quitting like, <laughs> for about like uh, maybe like a couple of days. I'll like, and it always comes back to working for Enterprise Rental Car. Yeah, that's always where I'll end up doing it. I really want to quit. That's what I'm going to apply. Dude, Enterprise that, rental car. That's my go-to. I can't quit because I don't want to fucking work for them. Did you don't want to be selling? Well, you should get the collision insurance. Oh, man. Fuck, never get the collision. Uh, it's a scam. Uh, you know, they tried to sell me the easy pass. Fuck you on your easy pass. I'm not going over tolls. They're all former athletes. God bless them. Yeah. Those D3 stars <laughs> from the point Mount is, Union the point University. Is, is, that, all right, is that if you're listening and you have, I mean, like, you know, started out as like your, your nighttime hustle, whatever it is, claw with your fingernail to figure out how to make what you love a reality because you can't you you can't get a second chance at this like i saw like tasha we've talked about this and we got to wrap up we're a little bit over we got to wrap up but like i told tasha she's like oh i don't know what i want to do it's like you already have this voice we were talking earlier about that sort of like affirmations and and we did our patreon only episode with jonesy our buddy of ours jonesy runs his own patreon he does weird af news a, t- uh, a podcast super successful and he's been on our podcast and so so together we both do like these private membership only episodes where he comes over and 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 reads like weird news and we comment on it so we did this episode we just released it this last friday patreon.com slash the sap and Afterwards, Tasha's in the other room, and Jonesy comes up to me and he goes, "Dude, man, Tasha's really smart. She's really good. Like, she's really insightful, and this and that." And I was like, and as humbled and happy as I was, I was like, "Thank you so much." I was like, "Dude, go, go in there and tell her that." Like, it doesn't do you any good to compliment me about her. Like, I feel good about that. But it's like going, then he goes in there and he hugs her and he probably, you know, I'm like, All right, "Go easy, don't touch her." <laughs> but like, I'm like, I, that made me. Like nothing will make me more emotional and happy than knowing that like sh- that like Tasha's feels the love and appreciation from what she does. Yet we set this bar at a, such a high level where it's like you don't need to be you know conducting surgery here to affect others. Like you can just be a bright soul on a podcast and that be your thing. Like that's not that's you know there's plenty of people with podcasts that. Your thing is like helping others get through their day. And I swear that's better than a massage therapist who's, you know, you know, or like not to, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's just, there's different, we've all got different. I don't different- know. Some massage therapists have worked magic uh. on me. <laughs> if you want to listen to our podcast while getting your massage therapy on, by all means. But like the, the point is, is that we, we're very. Well, that's, I think what you're trying to say is that the most impactful thing, like the, the best you can do for yourself is like feeling like uh satisfaction from giving to others or knowing that you're making an impact on either someone else or the world or whatever that you're like making somebody's day a better place or you may a better day or making the world a better place like that's how you've uh, you find fulfillment, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're making the world a better place, if you're making someone's day brighter, dude, you're killing it. Yeah, but, so I, I actually said really I know you got to go, but I said that today to you, didn't I? I said, you know, the reasons I do stand up, like people are doing stand up, I'm sure, to like get ahead and all that kind of stuff, right? 
But I was kind of thinking to myself, like, the reason I do stand-ups are the same reasons I have sex. It's just literally just because I just want to do it. Like, when I'm having sex, I don't think about, like, having sex, like, I'm, I'm going to keep moving up. This is going to keep going. You know? No, I'm just enjoying whatever. To, I'm having great sex now, but my point is, is that I just, <laughs> my point is, is that I'm not looking at, like, this end game. I really just enjoy. I hope I get the biggest stage and they pay me. That sounds great. Yes, absolutely. But the core of it all is just literally making people laugh and, you know, having confidence in myself. That's what this is all boiling down to. And that's, what, that's what's made it hard for me to, like, want to quantify and, like, sort of do the Patreon. Whereas I've been like, look, I don't feel like I deserve to charge people for what I do. But also what I've learned is there's people that want it's not about me charging them for what I do. It's them, them wanting to help me out yeah. and being, having a forum for where they can help me out and, and, and not feeling guilty if that's what they want to do. We, we had, well, we they want to show like appreciation, right? Like, they want to make, uh, they want to help you feel valued because sure. they find value Absolutely. in what you do. And shout out to Christian, Absolutely. Christian, uh, like sent us a vent, a nice Venmo for our birthdays. And like, yeah, very so sweet. Sweet. they're just good people out there. And it's okay to realize everyone's in a different place in life and like they're rooting for us. And I listen to podcasts. I listen to, you know, my, fa- my favorite podcast is called You Know What Dude, right? It's Robert Kelly. And actually in a couple days, maybe it's like in t- tomorrow, the next day, he's performing in Highland Park and I really wanted to go see him. Where at? And, uh, it's like a small little theater. But he's like, he's a New York guy and, and it's like, if this dude died, I would cry, for sure cry. I've, I've met him a few times, but like, I'm like legit invested into his life as a podcast listener. That's the one where Monday morning rolls around. I listen six years straight at one hour to two hours, 52 weeks a year. Like I am there. He's my guy. When he goes, it's kind of fucking hurt. You know what I mean? And like people, I don't, I don't, we don't do this so that people will feel that way about us, but it's it's a humbling sort of like uh, thing when we can do the Patreon and we've got a certain amount of people that, yeah, they're like, look, we'll pay for extra content. You just, you know, we'll put the free shit out, but we'll pay for extra stuff. And then we go, okay, well, I guess, uh, and then we'll do the live mimosa show. Okay, well, and you know, people show up to that. Okay, well, we'll do this. And who knows what it'll keep on turning into, but it's about, yeah, like Tasha keeps saying, like following the breadcrumbs, but also it's it's important. And, and Tasha, you're, you're, Tasha's really good at, saying at saying to others what's important but you need to listen to how important you are to people as a voice oh thanks (laughs) she doesn't and that's my thing it's like you you were and again i get it a lot of our listeners 30s weird shit happens in your 30s like you just have this okay i'm not on the younger side of life i'm starting to get to the older side i'm not saying i'm old but i'm getting to the and then you go what's my impact and that's the thing all humans have. We want to build shit. We want to make, paint shit. We want to, you know, we always have this thing like, what, what's my impact on life? And Yeah, like I've lived all these years. What do I have to show for it? Right? And, what have I accomplished? And it's yeah. crazy to yeah. me, but I, I understand, but it's crazy to me, Tasha, when you ask that, and you, because you'll see people's photos of their highlight reel. They're getting married. They've got this. They've got that. Their boyfriend, their this is a fucking doctor, this and that. And then you go, you've got so much you've done that I don't want other people to feel bad by seeing your your image, but like they, they, they've got a lot to catch up to you. You're doing a lot. With, you know, you worry about, oh, I didn't finish my degree, or what if I pursued this? You've pursued so much in life. You've done so much. I know it freaks you out for me to like put you on the spot no, th- like this. I mean, thanks. I appreciate hearing that. I, we had this conversation yesterday or whenever. And yeah, I mean, it, it, 
it's nice to have some of that. I mean, that's what friends are for, right? You got to put it in perspective for me. But I put her on the spot to be like, and, and again, like, and I'm like, who would Tasha do well with? Like, like say she would. I was like, you, you, you do well in this podcast. I was like, you and Raquel, you know, Pomplin should do a podcast. Oh, that would be good. I keep on mentioning that because like, she's very just, nice, by the they're way. They're just both good, smart people who are just like not taking shit from nobody because they've both, you know, you and Raquel have both grown up with like a being judged by your image, but also to being like, fuck you. This is who I am type of thing. And anyway, I, I would never want to like completely push you in that direction. But I think, I don't know. For me, it's like, look, you've already got like, maybe we'll do an episode without you and just (laughs) test the waters. I'm telling you, I'll be in the other room. I'll smoke some weed. I'll set the fucking audio, right? I'll go hang out. I'll join you, bud. Yeah. We can watch the game. Yeah. You'll get a, you'll get an audience (laughs) of bros. The Phillies playing the Red Sox. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. Anyway, I guess the to paraphrase. Oh, jeez, we're almost at an hour and a half. We got to get out of here. To paraphrase, sort you've of, been rambling. You said four, three times. That's what I like to do. We're trying to wrap it up, and then you just keep on rambling, and we're all like with our tummies grumbling over but here. The, yeah. the best part this is, is like a business call before lunch, and Dave's like, "Well, wait a minute, the third quarter." <laughs> the best part is, is but we're having fun. Somebody who's listening sees that the podcast is only halfway over, and they hear me trying to. You know, end Shut it, it down. Like, you ain't about to end it. <laughs> I know you got 42 minutes left. <laughs> we will get out of here. We'll save some. Uh, we'll save a little bit uh, for next time because I know. I know, Mike's. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure our our longest episode ever. I'm pretty sure. I'm I know we did, we did one recently with Jonesy that got long, but I think Mike's still our longest. I wow, really? You know what's so yeah. funny is like, one. Well, I actually tried to work this into a bit, but it, I think it's true. Is like uh, now that I'm happy in a relationship more than I've ever been, or whatever. Like nobody wants to hear. Like remember my my single stories, but nobody wants to hear. Like I, I miss those single stories. Like now it's like, hey, you know that girl I've been madly in love with for the last three years? <laughs> yeah, fucked her last night. That's right. Yeah. In the middle of an episode of Insecure. That's right. <laughs> and, and she had a headache and still gave me a ten second blowjob. That's right. Yes, I did. Bro, you get high five. Blowjob. High five. Yeah, exactly. Like ten seconds longer than I'm getting. Three years in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's like 88, five, 88 years. <laughs> well, you're Bro. true that stand-up does rely on like a negative uh, sort of backstory. So like being single does provide you with some some funny stuff. But, you know, so, yeah, relationships but are relationships weird. But relationships do, too. Uh, yeah, it's just not on... <laughs> Not, I'm sorry, I know we're running late, but I just, it's not the it's not the same. I'm happy. I wouldn't trade it for anything, by the way. But it's like how painful jokes can be funnier. Well, dude, we should <laughs> you and I should like go one night just smoke some weed and talk about our past. Uh, well, we're gonna smoke weed a- during Game tonight. of Thrones. Yeah, finale, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking be on a dragon. And oh, get dragon. My, <laughs> my girlfriend's wearing a Game of Thrones shirt. There you go. She's Winter is it. coming. Yes. I'm, I'm. I'll be honest with you guys. She introduced me to it. I know we got to get out of here, but... Um, ah, fuck it. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I've slept through many episodes. Me and Dave have like that e-harmony chemistry, I think. like we, <laughs> If we were gay lovers, we would be on those dates that Dude, last we would hours. kill it, bro. <laughs> fuck it. Philly and Rhode Island. We have too much chemistry, Are dude. I'd be like, me? let me tell you about the socks. No, let me tell you about the Philly. We'll start our own team, bro. Um, what do you need to promote? Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, actually, oh shit. Yes, I got flappers. Uh this Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock and I have on Thursday what is that the 22nd yes when, this, when, this Wednesday okay people listening this week uh, yeah it's May 22nd or 23rd the I don't know shop? The, the coffee shop I think it's the one I really would like people to come to if you're in the LA area is you got it boo uh, what is Saatchi? it Saatchi 
Come on, boo. Let me ask you this. In the meantime. It's on Thursday at? Uh, 8 p.m. at Saatchi, L.A. It's on oh, she's, Sentinella. She's your booking manager, yeah. too. This is good. Yeah. Like she's got your social media. <laughs> yeah. And who's the comedian that's put it together? Give him some um, shout outs. Jared Casabom, I actually work with him. He's a very oh, nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he's yeah. very nice. He's putting on a show at this place. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so and, if you and, guys want to come out on Thursday. Tasha, where am I this week? Please, uh, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, can I post Can I post uh, this today's uh, Mimosa show on the Patreon? Is that okay with you? Yeah. I was gonna, I'm going to ask all the other comics to make sure, but for people Could listening... Could you send me a cut someday? Oh, uh, no, absolutely. I'll do it this week. We yeah. got really good audio I'll, of it. Yeah, cool. For, for those listening, the best thing you can do to support the Sex Actually podcast right now is to go over to our Patreon. If you're a little nervous about joining, I totally understand. A lot of people have never joined before. Go to patreon.com slash the sap. Check out all the past episodes we have. When you sign up to be a Patreon member, you get to listen or watch all of our content. So we've got three months of a lot of content. You know, you're out there. You might want to throw you know eight eight bucks at us. It's gonna get you, you know, dozens of hours of stand up shows, podcasts, this and that. Anything you want to ch- chime in with Patreon, Tasha? No, and the other thing you can do if you uh, are not interested in joining Patreon or you're just not at that place right now, uh, share it with a friend, man. Just share the regular podcast with a friend. We really appreciate it. We're trying to grow um, the number of people who are subscribed on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. So we would love, love, love if you just told a friend about how much you love this app. Yeah, and, and Mike, check this out. So, like, because we had Leo on last week, he was kind of voted one of the most hated Bachelorette contestants of all time. No shit. If, yeah, he was he's like, such a nice guy. Yeah, he's today. a nice guy. But like, they they edited him pushing another dude. They didn't show the dude pushing him first. No. So shit. like, yeah, they made it so like people hate him. So I even by promoting the podcast with Leo, people gave me a one star review. That's oh, how fucked up people wow. are. So I'm just saying that because I could care less, and it really doesn't affect the algorithm much. But if you haven't yet, go. You have to go to our iTunes and give us a five star review and leave us a nice, you know, comment because it's something we get to see and share with our friends. But you know, for new people that get to check out our podcast, it's good for them to see recent nice, amazing comments from listeners. So if you've been a part of us and you can't contribute to the Patreon, we still love you. Just go over there, go to the iTunes, and again, if you have a, if you have any Apple device, whether it's an iPad an iPhone, whatever it is, if you've ever used iTunes, you can subscribe and rate us on the iTunes app, on the podcast app. And if you listen on any other app, I, we appreciate that as well. But if you could subscribe on both, I mean, it's like it's free. We appreciate that. Anyway, we're uh, just below 90 minutes, so let me get out of here before then. Anything else? We're going to go watch uh, Game of Thrones now. We've officially made it to the end. Michael! <laughs> Over under that Daenerys dies. I'll say, I don't you're, know. you're wearing a Patriot shirt and cleaning my kitchen if he if she does. So that's all. I know. <laughs> that doesn't. Oh God. Michael, oh, thank you for doing the podcast, and again, thank you for doing the stand-up show today. The Mimosa Show, that was the best one yet. Uh, we'll have it all on the Patreon if you guys want to listen to the live show. We had we had Jeffrey Eggleston, who like opened with amazing musical. Didn't you love his music? Yeah, he's pretty funny. He was fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. His, his music was insane, and we had a bunch of amazing comedians. They all crushed it. So again, Michael, Elaine, Tasha Courtney, at Tasha Courtney on Instagram. I'm at D-Neals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Let's go watch Game of Thrones, all right? Let's Sounds do it. All right. Good. Bye.